Welcome to Thriving in Midlife Podcast, where we are learning to rise and live beyond mediocre. For women in their 40s and 50s, join this community to become the best version of yourself. I'm Cheryl Esch, the creator of this podcast, with the desire to see all women in their 40s and 50s live to their fullest potential. So let's get started with today's episode. friends, welcome back to Thriving in Midlife. Hopefully you've had a chance to listen to my previous two episodes on cancer. One is a story of Keely's journey and her cancer journey. And the second episode after that was talking about just some different alternative treatments that someone could try to do as they are building up their bodies to fight the cancer. And so this third and final sort of series of cancer, I wanted to talk about how we as a community can support those that are, you know, battling this cancer and they're working through this journey to to heal themselves. And I've spoken with some people that have had cancer. I, of course... I was there for my mother when she uh, went through it and just understanding from hearing from those that have been there as to what is the most beneficial, what would cancer patients like to tell us. And I think this is an important topic because we have all, I believe everybody has been touched by someone that they know having cancer, whether it is a loved one or maybe it's a neighbor or a friend or someone in your church, someone at work. Um, It could be anybody that is around you. The chances are very high that you have met somebody or know somebody personally that has had cancer or has cancer. And so us as a community, those around them, we really need to show them support. And so there's certain things that cancer patients have shared that they feel have been the most beneficial. And of course, the first thing that when a cancer patient finds out that they have, that they have cancer, they've been given that bad news, they're going to be scared, unsure, um, their mind is going to be going crazy. And Most likely, as they sit with that and process it, that even in the beginning phases and even throughout, they really are just going to need someone to be there to listen, not to give them advice or tell them what you think they should do. Now, if they ask you, then maybe you can politely share what you would do if, if you were in this situation, but most of them are still processing um, in their own brains what they want to do and what this all means. So they're just needing someone to be there and to listen. And for them to know that someone is there for them is is going to be so important because throughout this journey, they're going to have periods where they're going to feel alone. And so they need to know that there are friends, family, community that is surrounding them 
and and being there for them and just listening. Maybe being a shoulder to cry on. And even in the later phases, being there to listen, you know, um, is so important. Another thing that kind of goes along with that is being an encouragement to them, praying for them. If they are someone who believes in God, um, and you do as well, certainly lifting them in prayer. And I want to tell you to, if you tell them you're going to pray for them, do it. Do it right then. Do it right there. Um, Because often we get busy in our days and we have these platitudes where we say, oh, I'll pray for you. But then we never really do. We forget about them. So my advice and what I've done is when I have verbally stated or I've written, you know, whether it's in a Facebook post, like, I'll be praying for you. I take that time right then and there to pray for that person. Because then I know I've actually done what I've said I did. And if that person does come to mind, you know, whether it's through the Holy Spirit telling me, hey, pray for this person, or they get mentioned again, then I will pray for them again. But don't don't say you're going to do it, and then don't. The, they need all the encouragement and support they can get right now. And encouragement can also come in other ways. It could be um, also, like you said, being there earlier, maybe... I don't know, sending them a card. We don't send cards very often anymore. Telling them you're thinking about them. Or maybe send them flowers or something else that will brighten their day and give them that encouragement. Another thing that we can do as a community is providing meals is also a great way because a lot of times when cancer patients get into, if they've chosen to do chemo, there's a time when they are so exhausted from that treatment. They're too tired to make anything. They, and they may not even want to eat, but then they might have a family that, that needs to eat. So providing meals is also a great way to rally around these people and know that they are taken care of. And there's even places where you can uh, sign up and do like these meal trains and You can use even restaurants. I would also make sure that you, if you're going to make a meal or provide a meal, that you confirm with that person any kind of uh, food sensitivities or allergies they might have. And also keep in mind, when you're sending meals for a cancer patient, we don't want to send anything that's not healthy, okay? Um, I don't know, just even steering away from maybe some of the heavy meals with all the cheeses and the meats and maybe go with something a little more healthy and fresh um, to provide for them. And they will greatly appreciate that, especially on those days when, you know, it's been a long day, they come home and they're, they're pretty exhausted and knowing that there's something either in the fridge or freezer uh, for them to provide, either for themselves or for their family, is such a relief for them. It's such a relief. That's really one of the last things they want to be thinking about. And even if they get to a certain point where they aren't able to eat or not hungry uh, for whatever reason, 
um, just having those there for when they do need them is is great. Another area that we can really help is offer to help around the house. And that could be going and doing their laundry for them or maybe cooking a meal at their house or cleaning their house um, or running some errands for them, you know, uh, and then even offering maybe to ride, take them to their appointments, give them rides to their appointments. Because um, sometimes, again, after they've had the treatment, to have them drive themselves home is probably um, can be tiresome and we don't want them <clears throat> to be in any kind of accident. So help around the house in any way. Um, and, you know, I will, I would recommend that too, if you reach out to the person and you ask them, oh, what do you need help for, help around the house with? And they kind of brush it off and say nothing because there are those, they, they're, they, they're self-sufficient, they're prideful and they, they feel bad. They don't want people's help. And for those types of people, you just need to almost as a friend, you just need to show up and just do it because they're not going to come out and tell you really what they need. And so it's, it's really a blessing if you are, you're, if you're close enough to this person to almost just show up at their house and just take care of stuff for them. Um, they, there's people that just won't, um, ask for help. You know, I'm kind of that way too. We think we can do it all of our all of our own and we don't want to burden anybody else with, you know, our stuff, things that would need to be done or maybe they're embarrassed. But if you have a close enough friend that is going through this, it doesn't matter. You want to be there for them. You want to support them in any way possible and even the littlest thing. Uh, can mean the biggest to them. So I encourage you, if you think of somebody right now, maybe that you know in your community, a friend, a family, a neighbor that does have cancer, see if you can do some of these things for them and be active um, and do them. Don't just say you're going to do them. Take action and do them. Because they need that support. They need us to rally around them at this time so that they can muster the strength from our strength, from our community and our encouragement and support. And that's what keeps them going is just knowing that there's people around them, people that love them, people that care about them. So I hope you will take some of these suggestions to heart. Maybe ponder and think of somebody that you know right now and go do it or make a plan to go to their house or whatever. Um, It's important. Community is important, not just for cancer patients, but for everybody, as you know. There are some, if you are maybe a family member of someone who has cancer, and even there are cancer patients that will attend um, support groups, and there are those out there as well. If you're really struggling emotionally, uh, because you're, you're close to that person, um, then you may also want to seek out support for yourself and look to join maybe a support group there. 
I'm sure you can probably Google that and find something in your area or um, sometimes local churches have those as well. So I appreciate you listening and really hope that we as a community can show those folks that are, are in this cancer journey right now that we can show them that we love them and we support them. I want to thank you so much for listening to my podcast today. And I hope that if you are not a current subscriber, that you will subscribe. As you can find me anywhere on Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Overcast. And I'm also on Instagram under Thriving in Midlife, all one word. So please share this with your friends. Leave a review or any comments. And don't forget to rise above and thrive.